Hello everyone, and thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Carry On, brought to you by Nation's Finest, where our mission for the last 50 years has been to support America's military veterans and their families with a comprehensive approach to housing, health, and employment that helps them to achieve self-sufficiency and reach their full potential. If you or a veteran you know needs help, or if you'd like to donate, please visit nationsfinest.org or call 833-468-9676. Again, that's nationsfinest.org or 833-468-9676. I'm your host, Mark Miller, Army Veteran and Communications Director for Nation's Finest. We're having some fun on today's episode as National Ice Cream Day is just around the corner on Sunday, July 17th. Local ice cream parlor Let's Chill opened just a couple months ago in Coral Springs, Florida, owned by veterans Christina and Ricardo Braga. Christina is a registered nurse and Ricardo is a law enforcement officer. Christina and Ricardo are both U.S. Army combat veterans, having served in Iraq and Afghanistan. Christina and Ricardo of Let's Chill Ice Cream, thank you for joining us today here on Carry On. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having us. We really appreciate you being here. So Let's Chill opened just a couple months ago. So first of all, congratulations. Thank you. And uh, I want to start by asking, uh, what's what has this business experience been like? Uh, you know, and building it, uh, building it up to what it is now, opening day, and and now your current state. Yeah, it was. Um, it's definitely been uh, like riding a bull, you know. We're just trying to hang on, and um, and and that's a good thing for us. We when when we opened up, my wife had questions: "Is like, is anybody going to come to our ice cream shop?" You know, and sure. uh, I said, "If we build it, they will come." And um, you know, there's a lot of competition in the area. There's a lot of other ice cream shops, but uh, we kind of uh, do it different. Nobody does it the way we do it. They don't make fresh homemade ice cream, they sell commercial ice cream, while they provide a great experience to the customer as far as the layout of their store or things like that, we provide great ice cream, we provide great service. And I believe, in my opinion, the layout of our store is very nice and relaxing, kind of like low pressure when people come in. So, um, you know, it was uh, about eight months building up to it, the whole build out process of the store and permitting with the city and trying to, you know, going through funding but after eight months of uh, hard work, uh, it, it definitely paid off. And uh, we've, we've been getting great feedback from, uh, from the customers. So we're, we're very happy with where we're at right now. But it's definitely been a, a rough ride, right? like riding a boat. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that would be an easy endeavor. And like you said, the, the competition as well. But good news is summer in Florida every, everyone's always game for some ice cream right so when you've when you've got that uh, homemade stuff you're you're making me a little bit hungry right now even though it's uh it's not even lunchtime here yet on uh, in my time zone but what uh what compelled you to start your own ice cream shop after you know that that's a completely different industry than what you're used to for both of you so what, what was the motivation there um well you know, we always wanted to start a business, and as a, I have a little bit of a business background, I'm trying to finish off my uh, my business degree uh, right now, 
thanks to the chapter 31 from the VA. Uh, they're helping pay for that. And, um, you know, they, I started looking at high profit margin businesses. What can we open up that makes money? And there was a top three was coffee shop, pizza place, or ice cream shop. And, okay. you know, we, we love ice cream. And that really spoke to us. And, uh, you know, together between the two of us, we have four kids and we always go to ice cream places. And I'm like, you know what? That's kind of like, I, I could build a passion behind that because if you're gonna start something, you gotta have a passion behind it or else it's just gonna fall to the wayside. You're gonna get tired of being there uh, because it's a lot of hard work. You know, they say right. once you're your own boss, you trade in your nine to five for 24 seven. So you're constantly working. Um, so at first we were thinking about franchising and we looked deep into franchising different stores and things like that, but it just didn't, we, we didn't feel the passion behind selling what everybody else is doing. And um, that, you know, I remember laying in bed one night and I looked over at uh, Christina and I was like, I got this great idea. We're going to open up our own ice cream shop and we're going to do it on our own and we're going to make our own ice cream. Yeah. And to which I said, honey, I think we just need some sleep and we'll just reconsider this in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's talk about it when we're clear headed in the morning. <laughs> So, um, you, you know, and then it, it goes back to we don't have a background in ice cream. We don't have any knowledge of how to make ice cream. Never made a single ice cream ever. And here I am. I'm telling her we're going to open up a store and we're going to make our own ice cream. Um, so but, you know, thank God she's super supportive of everything that I ever put out on the table. And she knows that um, uh, we're very ambitious. And um, when you when you have a, a partner like that, it sky's the limit. So we went on our long search of the ice cream world, how to, um, how to make ice cream. And for me, I started my search of who invented the machine for ice cream. Oh, wow. And that's how far back I wanted to go when I figured maybe I can find out where it started. And then I started researching all of the big names, you know, Bluebell, Haagen-Dazs, Baskin Robbins. How did those people start? Um, and they all seem to have one thing in common. The first ice cream machine was invented in 1905 by a gentleman called Emery Thompson. And he by far makes the world's best ice cream machine. It's made right here in the United States. It's been made here since 1905. They moved from New York recently to uh, Florida about 10, 12 years ago. And um, you know, through the internet, which is a great place to find information, we managed to get into contact with the president of that company, which is the grandson of Emory Thompson. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, so the business stayed in the family. The business stayed in the family. Um, and we got in contact with, with him and he puts on an ice cream school up at his uh, shop, a warehouse in uh, the Tampa area in Florida. And uh, we went to ice cream school there and he gave us the do's and don'ts and um, you know, kind of guided us along the way with how to run an ice cream shop, how to make ice cream, and um, what better knowledge to get than from a person who's got 117 years of ice cream experience behind them, you know? Um, That's right. I, so, I love uh, how you broke this down, that you that you did the, the business by the numbers, you know, what what's the greatest odds of being profitable and successful, and then you crossed that with what you're passionate about 
you know, landed on ice cream and then did this deep dive into the history and, and making connections to make the best there was. So it's it's clear to me as you're as you're telling me about all this that you've got some business background in your education. I want to back up to a comment you made there for our veteran audience. Chapter 31, tell us about that real quick for, for our fellow veterans out there who might be interested in a, in a similar program. Right, so right now I'm, um, I'm a disabled veteran. I collect disability from the VA. Um, and uh, if you're a disabled veteran, I believe the magic number is over 20 or 30%. There are educational benefits that are available to you to help you uh, further your career in your employer or to look for a new job where it could be making better money or a better position. So the VA offers you pretty much pays for your schooling and they also give you a stipend to live off of uh, while you're going to school to help you out with the bills. Um, So that's chapter 31. Uh, I applied for it. They were very nice. Uh, When I spoke with them, they guided me through the whole process and it was pretty simple. And I, you know, I do my school online at my own time. Uh, try to be very ambitious with it because I just want to get it done. And uh, <laughs> right, <laughs> hopefully, you know, being an adult learner is not easy, but um, it, it's uh, all about time management, trying to make sure because now I have two full-time jobs and going to school at the same time, you know, and I have to make time for family. So it's, um, it's a juggling act at times. Uh, you, however, have to, you have to sleep in there somewhere too. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. That's correct. So chapter so, 31, great, great thing for veterans out there. If you're a disabled veteran and you want to better your yourself or get that knowledge to get a better job or a better position or promotion, uh, you should definitely take advantage of that program. And to find out more about that and to utilize that, uh, folks can obviously call us at Nation's Finest. We help navigate those kind of things. And then they can also just directly call their, their local VA office, right? Correct. Correct. Okay. So I, I just wanted to stop real quick and talk about that for folks that were thinking, wait, how, how'd you get to go to school for free and get a stipend? That's great. And, and that's, that's how to do it. So, Christina, I'm curious with you, what experience do you think you gained from the military and how that shaped where you are now in your, in your role as a business owner? And for both of you, what roles does being a veteran play in your lives now, both as business owners and in, in your normal careers? Definitely, I think that uh, discipline is something that that we learned uh, was really embedded into us, something that we can really take advantage. I mean, there are so many with full-time jobs that we have on the side. Um, we, we really need that. And especially, you know, when you're in basic, it's it's your battle buddy. And here in our life, it's, you know, it's my husband. You know, he's my battle buddy. He's, you know, the person that, that we go and we battle, you know, these uh, little situations that we have all the time. So... I think those two things are, are the greatest things that I have taken away with the experience that I've had. Yeah. And it, sound, it sounds like since you have that shared experience between the two of you, it might kind of help with the way you think together as a team, right. too. Exactly. Yeah. But discipline to me is the one single most important trait somebody can have. And without discipline, nothing else is possible because at some point, you will be overstretched. At some point, you will be tired. You don't want to get out of bed. At some point, you don't want to do what you know needs to be done. But it's that having that discipline that gets you to that next step. It gets you to get up out of bed and accomplish the tasks you have set out for the day. It gets you to be 
successful in life. So discipline is the one trait that to me is the most important trait for a person to have. Absolutely agreed. Asking yourself, do I want to get stuck on this is hard or do I want to put in the work and and get to where we want to be? So in that same vein, Christina, you're a registered nurse. Ricardo, you're a law enforcement officer. How do you balance these roles with business ownership and, and how do they play off of each other? Do those roles... I'm, I'm, Personally, I'm, I'm seeing kind of a pattern of care for others. Your, your military background. Yep. Now, you know, Ricardo, you're out there protecting others, keeping all of us safe. Uh, Christina, you're, you're helping others once maybe we're not doing so well in, in moments of vulnerability. And then the two of you say, well, you know, those happy moments as a family are with ice cream. So how, how do your careers kind of intersect in that way? And maybe I'm, maybe I'm speculating here. So give us the ground truth. Yeah, you know, you know, it was funny. I, I, I thought that also before we actually dove into the um, the ice cream business. Once I saw when we opened, um, we saw that there's a lot of similarities. Um, obviously, we both love what we do. We love, uh, you know, caring for the community, um, being people person, talking to people, getting to know them. Um, and then in the ice cream shop, it just I felt like it all blended uh, together. We also see, you know, people coming in. Um, they come in for ice cream, sure, you know, but they also come in for conversation. Um, in the in the short two months that we've been open, I've we've we've already have, I guess we could say, loyal customers. We know their stories. They come in, you know, they give us updates as how how was your weekend. We know them by your first name, and so I feel like we're also getting that, you know, from from our ice cream shop business the same satisfaction, you know, that we need and and, and want from our why we started our our first jobs and careers in the first place. A lot of similarities. Yeah. Um, And then for me, um, it was kind of like a shock for people to hear that I was opening up an ice cream shop. Uh, You know, in law enforcement, um, I'm also a team leader in our SWAT team. And um, I supervise uh, the training uh, for tactical training for our agency down here in South Florida. So, I have a lot of experience in the training realm of things. And when people thought I was opening a business, they thought I was gonna open up a law enforcement training business. So when they heard ice cream shop, they were in disbelief of it. Um, However- That's where you go after the law enforcement training when you're tired. (laughs) (laughs) You need some ice cream, right? I tell them it's the most secure ice cream shop there is in in our county. But um, you know, a lot of the lessons that I learned in supervision, in managing others, in training others, all those things play a role in our store, where uh, we have we've had a, a lot of young people come to our store, put, trying to put in applications lately, and we always ask them, well, why do you want to work here? And the one thing that seems to be coming back is that they believe that our place is more organized that the people who work there feel like they know what's going on. They look like they're having a better time. And that all comes through taking out confusion, through proper training, through having proper SOP manuals in place, all of these things that you know I learned in the police department, I put into place running my business. And it really does help take away confusion. It helps eliminate waste. It helps eliminate extra movements. So I'm always looking at how can we make things better for the employee, because if the employee is happy, 
our customers are happy. And that's the overall goal, you know, we, we pay them fair wages, we train them the right way, we, we teach them how to interact with customers, because that, if the, those employees are having fun, they're doing it right, retention stays, you know, pretty high, and our customers walk away with a experience, which is, that that's, that's what we want. Absolutely, yeah, that, you know, that the, the organization that you discussed there, very familiar to us as military yep. veterans. And while it may be uncomfortable at first, that's very short term. And the comfort you described that comes from that organization, having good SOPs, having predictability in the long run makes things a lot more comfortable for for some minimal uh, minimal initial effort there. So, yeah. so you were just kind of talking about the shop a little bit. Uh, let's Let's go down that road to both of you now. Now I know this is tough. First of all, let me let me ask an easy question to start with. You make your own ice cream; it's homemade. How many flavors do you have? I currently have thirty flavors. And currently thirty. Okay, so that which also includes uh, four, well, three right now, um, alcohol infused flavors. Oh, okay. So those over twenty-one can uh, can have a little more fun than the kids are having. <laughs> Well, no, the kids edge off. Yeah, I was gonna say it's an ice cream shop. The kids are still probably having more fun. Who are we kidding? Yeah. <laughs> we we okay. designed it in a way where it's very uh, family friendly. Excellent. So thirty flavors, four of them alcohol infused. Now this is probably gonna be a tough one since you guys make the ice cream yourselves. But uh, to Christina first, then Ricardo, your favorite flavor. Oh. All right, my favorite flavor, I guess I would have to say, is key lime. Is key lime? Key lime. Okay, yeah. that's that's a good one. He makes his own key lime pie filling, and it's he puts it into the ice cream mix. It, it's amazing. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay, now I'm starting to look for plane <laughs> tickets. <laughs> All right, Ricardo, over to you. Your, your favorite flavor, playing on, you know, National Ice Cream Day coming up. People need to be prepared. Yeah, you know, I'm a I'm a tropical fruit type of uh, guy, and I, I seem I seem to be torn between two flavors all the time, and that is guava or key lime. So, um, you know, and I tell a lot of people when they come in, they look at guava. They're not used to seeing guava on the menu. Uh, there's not many uh, ice cream shops that will sell guava ice cream, but guava was one of those things that I really enjoyed eating when I was a kid, and I really wanted to make it into an ice cream. And I think we did a really good job of uh, doing doing justice to the guava, and uh, it's it's definitely a hit at our shop. So I'm definitely torn between the two. And okay, so it depends on the day, I guess. They're both right next to each other in our cabinet, so they look at each other the whole time. So when I open to get one, the other one's talking to me. It, you know, but but this is America. I just take two half scoops. I was just going to say, yeah, like there's nothing stopping you from mixing those, right? <laughs> right. I just take two half scoops. No, okay. All right. We actually offer um, for those that 
can't commit to one flavor. We have like four small portions and they do, and people, they really enjoy it. It's something new. It's almost like, what is it? It's like a beer sampler. Yeah, it's kind of like, like a beer. A, like a flight. Like a yeah. flight, right. So we do it ice cream and they're able to choose four. So now, you know, we ease that problem. You don't have to just choose one. You can choose four now. Yeah. Oh man, homemade ice cream flights. You guys clearly know what you're doing over there. On on that note, National Ice Cream Day coming up on Sunday, July 17th. If any of our listeners are in Coral Springs, Florida, where where do they find you? All right, so we're located at 9739 West Sample Road in the city of Coral Springs. If you're a, a local, we're right by Sample and University, it's the downtown area of Coral Springs. There, there it is. So if you're in town, if you're visiting, if you live there, stop by. They're uh, they're ready hi. to uh, do do. Do you have a veteran discount for our fellow for our fellow vets out there? Yes, all our veterans and uh, first responders uh, receive a ten percent discount. There you go. So so there's there's a little extra incentive there. Christina, Ricardo, we've talked about a lot. We've talked about uh, transitioning from the military into business, using those skills, uh, drawing off of your, your experience in law enforcement and nursing uh, to run your business. For our veteran audience out there, could you wrap this all up in a bow? What are your final thoughts or advice to, to our veterans out there listening today? To me, it goes back to, to discipline and that you know, it, it resonates with everything you do, whether it be, uh, you know, maybe your mental health is not so so good, but you want to get it to be better. Um, it starts with discipline, just taking that first step. Once you take that first step, the rest just kind of rolls off of each other, but you have to take that first step. Nobody can take that first step for you. Um, and at times you'll be hard and you just have to have that perseverance to continue to push through and know that there's something better at the end that you're working towards. So if you always take that first step, with the end goal in mind, I think your chances of success will be a lot better than they were um, if you don't see that end goal. And make make little, um, you know, make little um, check marks along the way so that you know you're making some progress to get to that end goal. Great points, Christina. Same to you. No, I I, I agree with uh, with what Ricardo said. It's all it's all about this. Like I said, that that's. You know, I think when you're in the military, you take that, it's in you. Um, just just go with that and, and go out there and, and talk. I mean, like I said, you, even at a local ice cream shop, you know, just something that you can go and you can get that local support. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're actually doing an event this um, this Wednesday, is it? Thursday? Uh, Thursday. Thursday, where we're going to be uh, heading out to uh, the uh, assisted living facilities here that house uh, veterans. And we're going to do uh, take part in an ice cream social with the um, with those veterans, uh, you know, pass out some ice cream and things like that. So we had a gentleman uh, from the local um, uh, Veterans Association that stopped by and uh, we were more than happy to jump on board and, and help him out with his ice cream socials for veterans. Well, that's terrific to hear. And just sounds like you guys both do so much for the community, both with your business and and in your day jobs now and clearly in the in the veteran community as well so can't say enough thank you so much for everything you do and thank you for taking the time to join us today thank you for having us here and thank you to all of you who joined us today we'll be back next week discussing issues relevant to veterans and those who care about them 
If you or a veteran you know needs help, or if you'd like to donate, please visit nationsfinest.org or call 833-468-9676. The sound editing for this episode was provided by Andrew Miller. If you liked what you heard today, please consider subscribing and leaving us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you again, and as always, carry on.